It's Wednesday night. It's September 13th, 2023. The boys are back after a week off. Tanner Lee, Austin Shepard, and since we haven't recorded in two weeks, the new KOP Predictions champion, Paul Zartman. I've only got it for like 18 more days. I'll, I'll admit it. I got lucky <laughs> and I will probably lose it October 1st. So, I, I mean, a real man would put it up next weekend because we got a great dynamite next weekend. A pay per view S dynamite. So, biggest dynamite of the year. You know, uh, I was a real talking, champion would represent. You know, I was talking to Tanner about that before you joined us for the quiz that uh, you'll you'll be able to see on all of our socials in a little bit. Um, I almost thought about it, but the problem is I look at the card and I can predict right off the bat who's going to win. So oh, it's not as fun. So you're doing us a favor is what you're saying, Paul. Sure, sure. Maybe, maybe by the end of the night, somebody can talk me into putting it up next week at Dynamite. If not, then, that's all right. We'll we'll let him have it for a little longer, Ship. A little longer. Oh, will you give him a little grace and not me? <laughs> you had hey, good views. I, I won the belt at the biggest wrestling show of all time. You did, Shep. You did. Nobody can take that away from you, and nobody can take the shortest reign as KOP Predictions champion away from you either. <laughs> so I'm a real, well-rounded champion. Exactly. Yeah. Got some comments on YouTube rolling already. Majin said the boys are back, baby. Yes, indeed. Good to see Majin again. Majin. Uh, yeah. We, we would have went live last weekend, but Tanner kicked me out of my own seats, and I had to sit up in the bleachers. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's We'll go with that story. Oh, Michael. Michael McLean, uh, who's a big KOP fan, can't uh, can't uh, uh, praise his support of the podcast enough. He says, "Let's go!" And he says, "I finally managed to stay awake to catch one live." So, appreciate all the nice comments on Facebook and YouTube as of late. Really appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in tonight. And yeah, uh, yeah let's talk about our dynamite and rampage experience a little bit. Uh, last week we went to Indianapolis, Indiana's. Farmers State Coliseum, I believe it's called. It used to be the Pepsi Center. Um, Garfield Place. Yeah, Garfield Place. So we watched Dynamite and then the taping of Rampage. Um, I would say it was the least attended event out of the four times they've been to Indianapolis. But with that said, I think it was the hottest crowd they've had in Indianapolis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I watched that back uh, just to see how it translated to TV. And it was fantastic. Wow. Yeah. I thought it was the best show out of all the indie shows. Yeah, I agree. Ag- agree with the less attendance. Um, Which is a problem AEW starting to run into if, if you follow ticket sales at all. There, uh, Grand Slam, for instance, next week so far it's sold a little over 6,000. And that's well below the 20,000 they did two years ago. And I think the 13, 12 or 13 they did last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Darby Allen fan on YouTube said the ship just made a stiffy. I bet that guy can drink. <laughs> yes, he you know did. What? Darby Allen fan is one of my favorite followers, so <laughs> I appreciate and, and, the Darby Allen fan. You know, I was gonna wait until after we finished talking about uh, dynamite, but uh, hey, Shep, what are we drinking tonight? Well, I mean, we we all saw it. Um, the goat. <laughs> Right here, 
Just made one, made a good one, made a good one. At Kettle One, sponsor us. Kettle One, where are we at? I'm ready for that. We're waiting. I wear, a, I wear a hat, a shirt. I'll paint Kettle One across my face. I don't care. I'll <laughs> Will take you a, get a Kettle One tattoo. Uh, I mean, big big chef's not a big fan of needles, but uh, I mean, I mean, all right. I'll, right, hey, I'll do what's best for business. <laughs> I was going to say, I, who is covered in tattoos, uh, don't mind the needle. So you'll wear the hat, the shirt, paint kettle one on your face. If they will sponsor us, I will go out and get the tattoo. Oh. And Shit, I, Shit, I, I will let Shep pick where it's at. That's dangerous. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put it on your forehead. Maybe. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm going to get an ass tattoo now. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, Kettle One, Tanner Tagus, let's go. Yep, yep, we got to get it going. Got to get it going, Queen. which uh, Shep had a couple uh, – oh, they had Tito's last week, didn't they, not Kettle? Yeah, there's no, there was no Kettle at the Indiana's yeah. Farmer's Coliseum, yeah. but I drank plenty of Tito's, plenty of Tito's. Especially, I, at, uh, I think I saw you get up at least four more times once you uh, uh, had to transfer seats. Um, especially at uh, uh, twenty-two dollars a double. So, uh, yeah, we definitely had the Tito's. I'm good. I'm. I was good. I was happy with it though. I was not drinking the goose. The goose is shit. Great goose. Shit vodka. I'm sorry. I'll tell you that right now. I'll fight anybody to the death. John Moxley barbed wire exploding death match. <laughs> Sparklers. Gray Goose is better than Kettle One. I will fight you to the death. Majin's saying uh, tramp stamp for you, Paul. If that's what he I picked. don't know. Hey, Majin, Kettle One's a little classier than the tramp stamp. I'm just saying. <laughs> There's a thought. And, a and thought. Michael's saying Paul must have poured up uh, during the pre-show to accept that bet. <laughs> no, surprisingly, I did not. Uh, I'm just, if we can get them to sponsor us, Shep doesn't want to get the tattoo. I'm covered in them. I'll do it. <laughs> what, a, what a guy. What a team player. What a team and player. I'll even uh, have somebody film it while I'm getting it done, and we'll put it on the KOP I socials. i tell you what, if Kettle One will Kettle sponsor one. us, I'll even talk Tanner into getting the Kettle One tattoo. Oh, boy. <laughs> Now we're talking. That'd be his first. I do not have one. I have zero. Tanner has zero. I've got enough for all of us. Don't worry. There you go. Uh, Michael says, uh, Chef versus Ryback for the undisputed Kettle One belt. Feed me more. Chef's winning. Feed me more. Feed me more. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about Kettle, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, Ryback is an interesting dude. Interesting dude. Uh, just um, wait. We said his name. Now he's going to somehow find our video and call us out in a video. I hope he does. I hope he does. That would be great. That would be great. Um, uh, one last thing about Dynamite and Rampage last week. We sit in the same row as Brock Lesnar guy. For all of you familiar yeah. with him out there. So that was that was kind of cool. You, you think you I was not familiar shirt? with him. What's up? You think he washes that shirt? I don't know because every tweet I see and every event he has, he's either got that shirt on or one that's pretty similar to that. A lot of UFC shirts there for old Brock Lesnar guy. Yep, yep. 
Hey, when you got over 50,000 Twitter followers, X followers, whatever you want to call it, I can't be hating. So. The platform formerly known as Twitter. Yeah, I still call it Twitter. I don't want to call it X. I'm not hating on the guy. I'm just making a statement. No, no, no. So, but it was fun. Very fun Dynamite and Rampage. Looking forward to uh, next year because they always advertise it as Indiana's only event. So, now, I don't think you, they're going to go to Fort Wayne or Evansville or anything. Did you notice, though, and I, I looked back last year and it was true, uh, Dynamite is always the Wednesday before the Colts-Jags game. Interesting. Yeah. I did not put two and two together. That way, TK can just hang out. Yeah. In the Indy Even though Collision was in Cleveland, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. In the area where where TK could get back uh, to the NFL game on Sunday, so I would like to. Th- I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure we were in early November last year. Yes. Yeah, we, we were, were in November. Yep. It was uh, the-, the Wednesday before my anniversary? It was like the day before. It was the fallout from full gear, I believe. Correct. Yeah. So, but I think it just happens to fall on when the Colts play the Jags. TK's in town. So he makes might as well sense. make he might as well make a buck while he's doing it. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. So I Smart I man. see that I see the WWE is coming to Indiana two more times this year. They got Fast Lane coming up in a uh, couple weeks. Uh, October 7th, but then they announced today uh, SmackDown's going to Evansville sometime in November. They always run Evansville. Yeah, Ford Center. They've yep. always run Evansville for years. Yep. Um, in the Fastlane pay-per-view. Yeah, oh, the, I know. The Fastlane pay-per-view, if, if y'all can give a low-interest loan right now, we can buy some. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking forward to uh, possibly taking my son to that, and then I saw the tickets, and I went, yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, pretty pricey, pretty pricey. Mm-hmm. But but a fun dynamite tonight, I thought. So, uh, yeah. Also, you're the uh, champion. I'll let you do the read tonight. Uh, all right, let's see how bad I can butcher it tonight. Here we go. It's been a minute since I've done a read, so bear with me, everybody. Uh, we open the show tonight uh, with the AEW International Championship match. John Moxley defending against Big Bill and Ricky Starks. <laughs> I got a chance to do the Big Bill. I went for it. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, towards the end of the match, Moxley goes up top as Bill is on the outside. Starks pushes him off before he can go flying as the referee is distracted. This opens the door for Bill to get back in the ring and land at a high boot. Brian Danielson then runs down to the ring to take care of Starks, firing off right hands on him. This allows Moxley to roll up Bill, but Bill kicks out. Stark then sends Danielson crashing into the ring steps as Bill lands a choke slam on Moxley. He goes for a pin. Moxley kicks out, locks in a triangle. Bill makes it up to his feet while Danielson holds off Starks, but this isn't enough as he is forced to tap out your winner and still AEW International Champion, John Moxley. We saw Claudio come out, yeah, after the match. The the only thing is, is, and I maybe fast-forwarded through the uh, picture-in-picture, did he get cut when he was behind the bell table? 
I couldn't tell the exact moment he got cut. Yeah, I didn't I, catch it. I, uh, I, I grabbed my trusty beverage for the night, and, and when I came back, Moxley was bloodied. He was gushing a little bit. So he, he, he got thrown on top of the bell table, fell back, pulled the bell table on top of him, and then I, th- I think Big Bill kicked the bell table on him or pushed it or something. And then when we came back, he was just – and it wasn't even a, a small gig. It was a, a big one. Oh, yeah. All down the left left side. Yeah, left side. When he got it in Bill's face, too, when he put him face-to-face, he got it on his his face. face, He got on his arm, he got on his boot. (laughs) Like, it was – like, Moxley did a a good job there. And, you know, Mox might have done a great job selling, but after the match and then the uh, backstage promo, which Paul will get to eventually, um, Eventually. he seemed a little little woozy, but he He could have just been selling it. Oh, I think he was selling it. I mean, I think that guy's lost enough blood. (laughs) Let's go back to – what what there's two things that stood out. They made a comment. Big Bill and, and Mox were roommates. Yes, FCW. FCW, Florida Championship Wrestling. They were definitely roommates. Mm-hmm. And then a year ago, or a year ago, maybe a little bit longer, uh Big Bill cost Mox the GCW championship against Nick Gage. I forgot about that. Him yep. and uh Stokely. Stokely. Yeah. Fucking Stokely. Sorry. <laughs> yep. Man, but, only 14 minutes in. <laughs> uh so I I thought it was weird that they brought the FCW thing up. But they'd bring up like, hey, he also costs Mox a championship. Thought it was like I thought if you're gonna bring up anything, you're gonna bring up the that you know, outside of FCW, which is owned by WWE. But you gotta wonder what the working relationship is between GCW and AEW right now. Not, I don't think it's the best. It's not the best. The I mean, the only person going back and forth is Nick Wayne. So, yep. yep. Which there used to be a good amount of guys that go back and yep. forth. So, yep. But uh, fun opener. I'm digging Moxley as the international champion. Yep. Um, yeah. We head backstage to Renee Roderick Strong in the kingdom, who looked to discuss Strong's upcoming match with Samoa Joe. Adam Cole walks in and suggests that Strong doesn't participate in the match because of his neck injury. Strong brushes him off, leaving with uh, Mike Bennett and Matt Taven. Nice little segment. I like that we get these just quick hit segments. Yeah. They're a minute or two long. It just kind of moves the show along, but it gives enough time to set up for whatever's coming next. Yep. Renee's good at those. And um, I've enjoyed the story with Roger Strong, Adam Cole, MJF, Samoa Joe, all kind of intertwined. And, and it's got, it, the kingdom's got to be loving it because it's got the major TV time. And they were ROH only until this story came about. So. Yes. Uh, we go back out to the ring where Tony Schiavone introduces Don Gallus, and he makes his way to ring alongside Takeshna. Takesha. Yeah, I can never say his Takeshka. name. Takeshna. 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 Yeah, 
There we go. I was right the first time. So there we go. As a covered painting waits inside the ring. Uh, Kala says they have been celebrating wins over Kenny Omega at All In and All Out. Uh, then says no one is better than Takeshna. He says when you beat Omega twice in seven days, he isn't just an ace, but an alpha. We see the alpha up on the uh, Titantron and flashback to indie days with all the streamers flying all over the place. Uh, he demands... Fans call Takeshna the Alpha, then says you take everything that can be taken as an Alpha and puts Omega on notice. He unveils the painting to reveal that the next target of the Don Callis family is Kota Ibushi. He says himself and Takeshna will do so much more to Ibushi than pin him as Omega watches helplessly from home. He then takes a screwdriver and jabs it through the canvas. Nice little segment. So Bushi Takeshna Wrestle Dream, right? Yep, that's what I mean. It's not announced yet, but that's got to be it, I would think. Um, definitely wasn't I who I was you. expecting, but I like, I like it. Um, you know, trying to get at Kenny's core even more, trying to get him mm -hmm. down down deep, and and that's Break gonna be a fun heart. match be between Obushi and Takeshka. So they got into it a little bit of blood and guts. So yeah. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all about it. It's good I, stuff. I got to give Tony Khan a little bit of credit here. I love that he is building. <laughs> yeah, Majin, that's a great line there, and we'll talk about that in a minute. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> and the guy behind <laughs> Don Callis, yeah. he lost his shit. But anyways. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I got to give TK a little bit of credit. He's starting to build up for this pay-per-view that's three weeks away. Yeah, October 1st. Okay. But yet, he still tried to build up uh, the big dynamite in Arthur Slam. Yep. next week. Yep. So, kind of a, a rock and a hard place here. And he tried to do the best of both worlds. And I, I think it worked. I thought he did a pretty good job. And it was kind of funny. Halfway through the show, I was kind of, that was going to be one of my complaints was I wanted more of a build to a wrestle dream. And then we got it. Right after I was thinking about that. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then he did a really good job, like you said, building a grand slam next week. Because that on on the the car looks like the best dynamite of the year. So, yeah, yeah, yeah it's well, it's there's, a, there's, only, there's only one thing missing from that dynamite. FTR. No, come on! I love FTR. Another three letter syllable. KOP. There you go. Way to go, Paul. <laughs> I was like, I'm so confused. I mean, I thought I thought last week in Indianapolis we made we made the dynamite. Yeah, we were on well, TV quite yeah. a bit. Yeah, and you could see uh, Tanner and I we stick out like sore thumbs with his green shirt. Me being, you know, giant size. Yeah, I might have did that on purpose. Hey, but Shep and I made BTE. We yeah, BTE. I don't know how I missed that, but you hey, were you just know. cut off. Yeah, yeah. We, oh, we oh okay. BTE. Gee. Thanks, Thanks Colt. Thanks, yeah, it's, Colt. It's all Cabana's Jeez. fault. I'm a big Cabana fan, and he cuts me off. I see how it is. But hey, yeah, Prince Colt, your mom cut me a check for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, back to Majin's comment. Yes, we heard the word cuck tonight out of Don Callis. So when he made that comment that you're just a cuck, did you look at the guy behind him? And he was sitting front row. 
and he just look, lost I'm, it. I I may be older than the most AOP fan or uh, AEW fan, right? Average age, but this guy had to be in his, and I'm being generous here, mid to late fifties. And he made the comment a cuck, and that guy lost his shit. Like it made it made it like like Don Callis said that word to to get a reaction, and the only guy that got that reaction was the guy over his shoulder, and it worked. If that guy was not over his shoulder, it kind of would have been lost. So we have Ms. Girl, who's all grown up now. We've got Undertaker beat gets beat guy. Is this the new cuck guy? <laughs> will he forever just be known as cuck guy? Yes. He will that, that would be the worst one to be known as. Yes. <laughs> he will be. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, he had, he had no part into it. It's just his reaction right over the shoulder of Don Callis. And it was just like, oh. Well, it's Str- the same way with Ms. Girl and uh, Taker Gets Beat guy. Well, the guy, just, the guy to the left and the right of him didn't even react. That or didn't know the meaning of cuck. Yeah. That's which probably old, that's probably could, the truth. Which could be a whole nother podcast. Yeah, it's definitely a <laughs> big, big old rabbit hole. <laughs> one I kind of want to stay away from tonight, to be honest. I, I think we have to be on a special platform for that podcast. <laughs> we're not. We're not streaming on that one. No, we're not, and we're going to avoid streaming on that one. <laughs> but, uh, good segment overall, and then then the- and, my, and I am my only fan, <laughs> <laughs> one and only subscriber. <laughs> Oh, we cannot let Ship win this. He's going to start one of those with the belt, and oh, it is Jesus. going to be him doing things, and and Stop. we're going to have to buy a new belt then. Mm-hmm. I mean, people will send me money about it. I'll I'll show you where that belt covers. <laughs> oh, uh, this is really bad because the belt's currently sitting on my lap. You can tell we haven't done a pod in over a week. Yeah, well. yeah, we're 23 minutes in, and we've talked about one match. You guys and your <laughs> rabbit holes are bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Who wore the rabbit hole shirt last week, Shep? Mm. The king of rabbit holes. It wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my Ma- God. I did that, didn't I? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I did. I thought it was just a KOP <laughs> shirt. No, I did wear my KOP rabbit hole shirt. Yep. I'm like, oh, it, shit. Yeah, the O was done up as the rabbit hole because I yeah. said I almost wore it and uh, I decided to wear the five-star KOP. Majin says, oh my God, where is this pod gone? <laughs> Majin, we don't know either. So strap in and come along for the yeah, rest. Yeah, yeah, hated there. Time to party. Uh, all right, let's try to reel this back in a little bit before we you know, get the, the, the triple letters slapped on this thing. The triple B? Uh, a little bit further down the alpha. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, we head backstage to Blackpool Combat Club where Danielson and Claudio challenge Ricky Starks and Big Bill to a tag team match next week. 
Ray Phoenix and Eddie Kingston enter with something to say to their uh, respective opponents, Moxley and Claudio. And yeah, this is the segment where Moxley was just kind of throughout all of it, selling it. So I, I I like Phoenix getting a title shot. Usually I don't like, you know, the the title shots that are just given to somebody, but this has story behind it from it when Moxley took him out before all in. So I like that. And then Claudio and Eddie don't have to say anymore. It's fantastic stuff on collision the other night. And uh, they've got to have Eddie go over right in front of his parents, in front of the hometown double champion. It, it's title versus title. Yep. There's no way he's, Eddie's dropping his title. It's time. It's time. Yep. It does. Well, I agree with all you, what what you guys are saying, but on the other side of it, it does not make sense to have Claudio as the new Japan strong champion. Yeah. Claudio hasn't been over there at all. He doesn't fit into that scene right now. So if you're going champion versus champion, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense for Claudio to win. Not not saying he's not deserving of it. It's time for Eddie. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and, and I think Eddie could do more being a two belt Eddie than Claudio could. I think he's I think Eddie's more entertaining right now than Claudio. Um and the reason I believe that is Eddie is more of the and and I don't mean to harp on your normal professional wrestling viewer, okay? Whether it's AEW, WWE, whatever. If you look at the build of Claudio compared to the build of Eddie Kingston, I mean, he's he's he, Eddie Kingston is more built like the guy sitting at home watching this show, okay? And I'm not dogging on Eddie Kingston because I love Eddie Kingston. I think that guy is a million bucks. But he looks more—he looks more like us than he does anybody else. And since he does look like more like us, and he talks more like us, and he makes us believe that this is this is his life, and he doesn't care about anything else. I mean, how how everybody cannot be an Eddie Kingston fan right now shocks the shit out of me. So. I'm right there with you. Yeah, I'm right I there agree. with you. Um, and as far as international championship match, no way Mox loses it just yet, right? No, not yet. But see here uh, to to kind of add to that. Not only is it Eddie time, but there are two titles that you could challenge for as the BCC that hasn't been held yet. And if you have Claudio drop his title, that frees up three men with no titles mm -hmm. you could go for six man or trios tag depending on which brand you want them on and there you go you get new champs that way or build for it with the trios and you know they could just take over roh with the six man could even have them take the roh tag titles eventually off of mgf and cool yeah that you could that you could get you to some gold again yeah, yeah, I forget about him. Well, he's the he's the one I think of with ROH right away. I think well, I, mean, Cla yeah. I know Claudio's the title holder, but and Mox and Danielson are 
above ROH to me, but so is MJF and Adam Cole, and they're, they're ROH tag champions. So, what do with, I know? The thing with Yuta is I put him in that Daniel Garcia category where I think Daniel Garcia could be really good if he took this stupid dancing gimmick out of his. Hey, I know we don't like it, but it's over. He did it on the way uh, flashback to last Wednesday. Uh, Shep, you were already at your truck. But Tanner and I got stopped uh, trying to cross the little alleyway there as they was making a drink. allowed all the yeah, as they allowed all the talent to come across. And uh, Daniel Garcia, as soon as people saw him, he just broke right into it. I'm oh like, yeah, seriously. But he was truthful tonight. Um, one of the Arizona Cardinals did that dance after he sacked quarterback on Sunday. I saw it. <laughs> it's embarrassing. So, you know, it's just like Hager's hat. I mean, we think it's stupid, but it gets over. And Oh, no, no. Hey, it Hager's got over hat. in Indy. Hager's hat kicks the living shit out of this stupid <laughs> dance. Where's the hat? I, I, I'll wear the hat. if I will wear the hat if Daniel Garcia never does a stupid dance again. They have a white version of that hat at Walmart, and I almost bought it and then dyed it purple just to wear it tonight. Well, they got purple ones on Amazon. I've about bought Shep before. So. I'll buy it. <laughs> I like my there hat. We could, there we go, Tanner. We'll get a purple one, and we'll embroider KOP on it. Well, well, or we'll go get some purple Pedialyte. And dump it in here. One. And we'll have purple drink. There we go. Now yeah. we're talking. So kettle um, one. Instead kettle of one. Purple, purple drink, instead of like what all those rappers and awful people drink, the coding like illegal shit, we're going to have real purple drink and have kettle one and Pedialyte, Gatorade, whatever. So we won't be illegal like all the other awful people. That's another that's another conversation, but you're oh, welcome. Man. You're All welcome. right, here we go. Back to, to Dynamite tonight before we get down another rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> it's time for the one and only women's match. And again, I did my normal. It's not 930, but they're bringing the women's matches earlier on into the show. So it doesn't make sense to do that anymore. Uh, we see Dr. Britt Baker take on Tony Storm, Hikira Shida, and Nyla Rose in a fatal four-way match or a four-way match to uh, see who the number one contender is for Soraya's AEW Women's Championship match or championship. Yeah, There you go. I can talk. Uh, anyway, towards the end of the match, uh, Storm delivers a German suplex to Baker and a hip attack to Rose. Sheeta levels her with a brain buster, then stares down Baker. Storm executes a chop block on Baker before she is caught with a powerbomb from Rose. Rose then levels Baker with a choke slam and rolls up Sheeta. Sheeta reverses the fall, but Rose kicks out. Sheeta lands a knee and the katana, then pins Rose. Baker, yeah, Baker breaks the fall. There we go. With a thrust kick to Sheeta's head, then delivers a curb stomp. Storm rolls up Baker before she can pin Sheeta for the win. And your new number one contender, this crazy lady known as Tony Storm. And I love the new Tony Storm. Oh, it's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. I love the I love yeah. the uh watch out for shoes. 
Well, chin up, tits out. Yeah, but is is it like a Marilyn Monroe? It is. That's it yeah. Is. It's a that, that, that was yep. the name I was thinking. Marilyn yep. Monroe esque. It's kind of like a deranged Hollywood blonde character. Yeah, it's kind of losing it. You know, chins up, tits out. Which I love that. I love that. They they put it on a shirt today. So I'll I'll buy one. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the I end, you would. I at the end just the throwing of the heel. Watch out for the shoe. Now, it doesn't work um, unless Renee Parquet plays it off, and she's done it great. So, oh, absolutely, it's a combination of both. But I kind of like like you're going to separate her from the outsiders. Mm-hmm. Um, it's coming. Yeah, you're going to separate them, and I think Tony Storm could could hang on her own with this gimmick. So I love it. No, it's going to be a good match between her and Soraya. Um, I don't see them taking the title off of Soraya this fast, but crazier things no. have happened. It's no. a good story going on. Um, she oh, held it longer than Sheeta's last run has been, so. Yeah. The The only thing I can think of is they did it just for Soraya to have it in, in London with her family there. Um Oh, that that was my biggest complaint with looking back with Sheeta's short run was they pretty much gave it to Sheeta just for the 200th episode, and with 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 the story they should have just had Tony keep it until all in, and have Shreya beat Tony that would have made more sense story wise. But yeah, but we've gotten this interesting Tony out of it, yes, which came from her losing the belt, which we True. wouldn't have seen otherwise. True. And, and, and I, I figured she would win tonight, but I was still surprised that she got the pin over Brit. I was surprised Brit took the pin out of all, all the ladies. Brit's been taking a lot of L's here lately. There's a, there's a lot of big names in, in AEW taking L's lately. Ass in the torch. Mm-hmm. So to speak. Putting all over, right. Putting, putting over some other talent. Yeah, it's good to see. It's good mm-hmm. to see. Uh, after the match, Sheeta, sh- Sheeta shoves Baker. There we go. Yeah. Out of anger for costing her the match. We then head backstage to... Which Renee we saw that on Rampage. Yes. After they won, they got into it a little bit. So that's that's a feud coming. Um, Renee's backstage with Soraya and Ruby Soho. Renee asks Soraya about Storm's win. Soraya says Storm lost the top spot to her before losing her mind. She says she will be walking out of Grand Slam, still holding the AEW Women's World Championship. And we kind of get a little bit of that. You can tell they're going to break up pretty quickly, probably at Grand Slam. Um, Because Soraya makes the statement, you won without us. So, yep. or good job you won without us, or however she said yep. it. Yep, and it's crazy to think just a year ago, Soraya made her debut with the company at Grand Slam. So now yeah. she's going in as world champ. Crazier things have happened. Hmm. <laughs> Up next, we hear from uh, Jericho and Sammy Guevara, the sex gods. Um, they talk about their match next week at Grand Slam, reflect on their friendship over the last four years, then throws it over to a video of some of the highlights of their friendship. Guevara jokes about not knowing the lyrics to Judas still before Jericho talks about the first time he saw Guevara on an NWA pay-per-view. 
He says he called Tony Khan after seeing him to get him signed and says he's seen him grow up right in front of his eyes. He says he's proud of all Guevara has accomplished in AEW. I got to stop there because I like where they're going with this storyline, but Sammy's come out before and said Cody's who reached out to him to bring him into the company. And this kind of feels like we're just trying to erase some of Cody. Yeah, I think uh, most diehards know that Cody reached out to pretty much everybody at the very beginning to bring him in. That was kind of one of his roles. But I, I don't know if they, they're as much trying to race Cody as it is just adding another layer to the story. A little, little and, back backstory to it. And maybe Jericho and Cody talked. Maybe they were sitting sure. there at the, watching that pay-per-view together. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But it's just kind of one of those... All right, you know, Cody mentioned throughout the feud that him and Sammy had that, you know, I'm the one who brought you into this company. Mm-hmm. Like he did with Starks. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go back <laughs> to that 70th anniversary show. So he lost a four-way match to Sam Shaw, which is Dexter Loomis, um, as a uh, title eliminator, which that... That 70s show was was packed with a bunch of AEW talent, future AEW talent. So, right. I do love that they acknowledge that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't shy away from it. Yeah, just to give nope. you a little bit of a heads up on that. Majin said Jericho said before that he went to Cody about Sammy too. Okay, so I missed that part. So there's that. All right. Uh Guevara thanks Jericho for his kind words. He says Jericho has inspired him since he was a kid, performing code breakers in his mother's backyard. Then says there is no AEW without him. He says he got into pro wrestling to be the man rather than Jericho's sidekick, and that will never happen as long as he's in Jericho's shadow. He says he needs to win, and Jericho says while that's true, he was brought into AEW to be a main event star. He says he gets closer to that every week, and if he wants to level up, he has to do it on his own. Uh, He tells Guevara that in order to do that, he has to beat him and be the best version of himself. He says he doesn't think Guevara is ready to do that. Guevara says that's why he needs to beat him. Jericho doesn't truly respect him, and the man standing in front of him will be the one to beat him, earn his respect, shake his head, and win a tag team championship. He offers his hand to Jericho. Jericho takes it. However, he doesn't shake it, but pulls him close to him to put him on notice. He tells Guevara he expects him to hit hard just like he will. Guevara says he wouldn't want it any other way. I'm excited about this match. It's been been good storytelling the last few weeks. I still kind of question why they went over Aussie Open last week in Indianapolis. I thought it would make more sense for them to lose than get into it on Rampage instead of win, then get into it afterwards and then on rampage but um it's kind of a toss-up for me who's gonna win i mean if if jericho stays on course with what he's been doing in 2023 he'll put sammy over but maybe yep. there's a lot more to the story than, than what, what we expect so and i'm interested to see the crowds get before too and we got to start getting ready to write sammy off a of tv at some point so he can go that's a good point baby mama for a while that's a good point that's and this would be the way to do it. You know, he loses to Jericho after giving it his all, and he just can't take being there at that point in time, goes home, comes back after the baby's a couple months old, and voila. 
And this might be finally the kind of break off between him and Jericho. I know they're teasing yep. still staying together, but maybe this is the the uh the true end to the inner circle. The true end to end to it, you know, the the singles match finally happening. Then they yep. can go off on their separate ways. But good stuff, Jericho. I mean, uh, I know a lot of people he gets some criticism, even though Ollie Crow and his match with Osprey at All In was a lot better than I ever thought it was going to be. Um, he's always good at telling stories. Yes, he is. Uh, we head backstage to MJF in the medical office from last week. He's being checked on as Renee and Adam Cole stand by. The medical officials tell MJF that he will be all good to go in time for Grand Slam. Then sends a message to Roderick Strong and Samoa Joe. <sighs> a, a promo that I have hated for years, but MJF delivered it, and it was fantastic with the Steiner math. Word for word, it was awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that was, what, a triple threat match when Steiner originally did the math, didn't he? And he said about Joe. Yep. Yep. And it was uh, Angle and Joe, and this time we get Strong and Joe. But to be able to, he rambled that off better than Steiner did when Steiner delivered it. Oh yeah, I mean, he, MJF's a student of the game. I mean, he's been on yes, record. That's I mean, he studies and studies and studies wrestling, and and I like how Taz, Taz acknowledged it without bringing up Scott Steiner, but he brought up the University of Michigan. It's where if yep. people follow the Steiners, that's where they went. That's where they're from. So. Yeah, it's just another thing I respect about AEW, Unit. not shying away from the past, callbacks, etc. Yep, that University of Michigan math. <laughs> One does not hate Steiner math, oh. Majin says. Majin, I will have to uh, disagree with you. I think it's just because I wasn't a big Steiner fan. I mean, I never got the... Big booty daddy, big papa yeah. pump. Yeah, I never got into all of that, you know. All my you weren't one of his like, freaks. You weren't you weren't a freakzilla fan. You weren't no, one of his freaks. All, all my friends growing up were like, "I want to look like that when I get older." And I'm like, "Why?" I mean, well, roided up. Yeah, muscles on and muscles. He, and he delivered that promo, and I was like, "Do you still want to be that guy?" And they're like, <laughs> "Uh, no, exactly." Ah, uh, up next is Adam Page versus Brian Cage. This match delivered. I uh I was not expecting this match to one go as long as it did and two be as back and forth as it was. But uh towards the end of the match, uh Cage does some bicep curls with Page, looks to play him, but Page counters and sends Cage crashing into the mat. He then delivers a drop kick that sends him back to the outside, um, hits a moonsault, gets him back into the ring, delivers a crossbody off the ropes, then sets up for the buckshot lariat. Cage catches him to evade the maneuver before Page delivers the dead eye for the win. Oh, this is a good match. It was a uh, third of their trilogy. It was one to one going into this one. Brian Cage won one the first one at Daly's place, which I think a lot of people forget about. I think Hangman got his revenge. At the pay-per-view, I think it was Double or Nothing. Yeah, yeah, with the crowd. Yeah, Double or Nothing, I believe. Yes. Um, but Brian Cage, I mean, say what you want about the guy, but he can go in the ring. He's a freak he athlete can. for his size. Um, I don't know how I feel about him always wearing the face paint. 
Uh, but it did get uh, me yeah. tonight. Some of the face paint got on Hangman. I literally thought Hangman was working with a uh, torn pec for a little bit because of the bruising. What, what I thought was bruising, but stupid me, it was yep. face paint. So uh, yeah, that was a, it. Happens. That was a dumb tweet from the uh, KOP uh, Twitter account. But <laughs> me right here. So hey, uh, well, that's because you know we're all Cody fans and we know what Cody's torn pec looked like. Uh, that's all I could think right when I saw it. I'm like, oh, did he? Tear something, um, which I'm thinking, oh, man, that sucks if he did because the build was swerve and up the wrestler dream, but it's all good. Well, okay. AEW is getting really good about doing stuff like that because you and I were talking uh, during All In that we thought uh, Penta was seriously injured and then less than five minutes later comes out in a whole new wardrobe. Right, right. Majin wondering how long it's been since Paige pinned someone off the dead eye uh, think it's been a while yeah yeah i don't know if google will tell us that or not but it's worth uh, the search but no i i enjoyed this match and then i enjoyed everything after it as well um which i know paul's googling when's the last time hangman's won with the dead eye so Mm -hmm. i'll give him a moment to Get his nose back up. But. Yeah, I think we've talked about this before, especially when this contract was extended. I am not a Brian Cage fan. I know you're not. I am not. And I thought this match was okay. I thought Hangman carried him in this match. Some of his spots were just not good. Um, so, yeah. See, I think the guy can go in the ring, but I just don't think he's strong enough on the mic to be a I don't, I, main I, eventer. I don't know. The, the spot that Hangman took him over the top rope, like just just his attributes. Ash, I'm not saying that right. Attributes. Uh, yeah, it's just not right. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you a guy. I am. I have grown fond of, and the IWC loves him. Sprints Nana. <laughs> Dude's hilarious. Dude's hilarious. He is. he is. I mean, anybody can. I mean, anybody can dance like that. But he just got resigned. He got an extension from AEW. So, contract extension. Good well, for I am not finding it. I am finding reference to the Dead Eye, but it does not look like it was uh, victorious. Um, yeah, I can't tell you. Maybe 2022. So there you go. Guess as good as mine. I got. That's the best I got right now, Majin. Uh, so after the match, Paige grabs a mic, addresses Swerve. He says, Swerve said he wanted his spot in AEW, but he sent his pal to fight him instead of doing it himself. Strickland says Paige's words sound like fighting ones, and he must be stupider than the Cincinnati education system if he truly takes him for being a coward. He then challenges him to a match at AEW Wrestle Dream before Cage blindsides him from behind. Young Bucks appear out of nowhere and land a super kick party on him. As Prince Nana is celebrating with a the dance, they turn he turns around into another super kick party. Nick Jackson had me laughing out loud. Oh, Legitly. man, he was going along with it. And he <laughs> You know, trying to get oh, that was great. I loved it. Well, and the timing was a little off because not that turned around, like looked at him for a second, and, and Matt, I think, missed the cue just a little bit, and then 
Then they had a because I think Matt check. was uh, Matt was trying not to lose yeah. it with Nick. Yeah, it's pretty good stuff. And I'm glad the Bucks came out because the first Hangman's going to attack. I'm like, where are the Bucks? Because you know Kenny's been off TV. We're not going to see Kenny probably for a couple weeks, and then then the Bucks came out. So that was nice. And I like how AEW's getting into the into the rhythm and routine of not always having guys' interest music play. Which that would have made sense because they would have to come down past Swerve. So, but even then, like I, I know like Adam Cole so run in when we were at Dynamite last week, and some other guys are starting to run in without music. I, I kind of like that. It's more I real. I that's one thing that has always drove me nuts. And AEW is not the only company to do that. It's like, oh, I'm gonna come down for the save, but wait, first I want to hear my entrance music. So hit it. But but I understand if it's like a debuting talent, right? Totally get right. that. That's, but but if it's somebody who's on your show regularly, why yep. do we need to hit the music just to have them come out? Right, right. So, yeah, but good yeah. stuff. I'm looking forward to Swerve and Hangman uh, matches. A it's a new fresh feud. I like that a lot. And you know both guys need a big win, so it's going to be really interesting yes. to see who comes out of this on top. Yes, I agree. Uh, all right. Uh, next, we've got uh, Darby Allen and Nick Wayne versus Daddy Magic and Cool Hand Ange with Jake Hager, No Hat, and Anna J. He's just going to be No Hat Jake for a while, I think. They don't know what to do with this group. Oh, they don't. They keep them together, but... You Anna can't take Jay... them serious because they never win. We saw Anna J in a trios women's match last week when we were in Indy, she can go on her own. She doesn't need these guys behind her anymore. She did there for a while when she was recovering and, you know, stuff like that. But she kind of has outgrown. She outgrew the dark order. Now she's outgrown these guys. Let her go be a star on her own. Yeah. Put her in the TBS picture for a while. Speaking of TBS, we're getting a heck of a match on Rampage this week. Yes, we are. Didn't see that coming. Nope. Nope. Uh, Back sooner than I thought, but hey, you know. I've been waiting for it for months, so I was excited when Jade came back on Collision, but uh, I thought they might save that for Wednesday, but Wednesday's pretty stacked, or or maybe save it for a Collision, but good for them to throw it on Rampage. Rampage needs a little rating boost once in a while. Yes, it does. And everything I saw uh, after Jade came back was everybody said, you know, she's been working with Danielson and continuing to do so. So she's going to have more talent than she had when she left, which is good. She needed it. She needed a a little bit of a refresh. And I think we're going to get that. I don't know if I like the idea of her coming back and winning the TBS title right off Chris, though, because no, I feel like Jade's. And I don't mean this bad because I think Chris is doing a great job with the TBS title, but I think Jade's above that. I, I want to see her go for the big gold. I think so too. And I think what needs to happen is Statlander somehow pull out a miraculous victory. Um, you know, have Taya Valkyrie come down because she's still pissed off that she can't beat Jade and Statlander could, and it cost Jade the match. And then Jade say, you know what? I don't need this thing and move her yeah. into the women's championship picture. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been trying to move her into the women's championship picture for like the last six, 
uh, pay-per-views if you looked yep. at my predictions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because you wanted her to lose every time. She Well, I, I thought she was ready. Yeah, I you know? I agree. I thought she was ready to put that TBS championship behind and contend she is that big of a draw. She's getting better in the ring, but yet her this is a really bad comparison, but she's she's a Hulk Hogan. Okay? Her charisma, her draw is great. Her in-ring work is not the best. Well, and and hopefully she's really been working on now in her time off. So, so before her little break, like she, she was kind of like a Hulk Hogan, like she was great in the charisma and all that, but her in-ring work was, you know, subpar. So hopefully she's been working on that Mm -hmm. because she, she could be, I mean, she could lead that women's division. Oh, big time. She, She could not only lead that women's division, she'd be the face of women's professional wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's got the look. Absolutely. So. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. Let's talk about this tag match that yes, we have yes. totally th- th- skipped over. Uh, it was just, yeah. <laughs> and then Darby Allen and Nick Wayne pick up the victory. You Pretty knew much. it was going to happen. Uh, there's not a whole lot to talk about in this match. The whole match is a paragraph long. So, congratulations to Darby and Nick. <laughs> Uh, after the match, though, Christian Cage, who had come out and uh, had made a couple jokes uh, throughout the match, um, Christian grabs a mic, challenges Allen and Sting to a tag match against him and Luchasaurus. Yeah, it, we didn't see that on the uh, graphics for next week, so I'm assuming either Rampage or Collision that Sting will accept that with Darby. You think it'll be a Wrestle Dream match? No, no, I think it will be on. Uh, I think they'll do something with Sting to accept that match for Wednesday. Well, I think, think at Wrestle Dream- at Grand Slam. Yeah. Yes, one more for Sting. Make it three in a row, Grand Slams, and I think Wrestle Dream. I think you have to have uh, Christian slash Luchasaurus against either Nick Wang or Dar- probably Darby for the TNT title because Darby and Nick are from Seattle. And that's where the title probably changes hands. Which Majin says he's getting real tired of Darby. You know, uh, the dude's talented, but I don't want to see him with the TNT championship again. I I think they're stuck with what to do with him because I don't think they view him as a serious contender for the world title yet. But he's so darn popular that they have to have him on more shows than not, so he's just kind of stuck at the, with the TNT picture. I, th- I think it's time championship for on him. Well, I think it's time for Darby to take a break. Yeah, he is, yeah. His body would thank him. Well, no, you you, you could play that in a storyline. His, his body is just done. Um, time for him to go away for a couple weeks, and then... You, you can bring him back and you can re <clears throat> excuse me, you can rebrand him however you want, but like you know, three, four months would not hurt this guy at all. No. See, here's what I would like to see happen, and we've talked about this before. I want a Darby Sting match to be Sting's last match. Darby's undefeated in coffin matches. So let's make it a coffin match. We know Sting's going to lose, but it's Sting's final match. 
Darby can't handle the fact that he had to retire Sting, so he disappears, rides off into the sunset for a while, and goes home. Don't don't disagree that it wouldn't work, but right now, uh, that wouldn't work right now. Dar- Darby's got too much stuff in the in the future. Now or let's let's body hold up. Absolutely, probably not. I'll, right. I'll, I'll bet you a $5 bill that his body's not going to hold up, but I'll be surprised if his body holds up till 2029. I, th- I think the kid's too young for it right now, but I would love to see Nick Wayne third heel on him and put him on the shelf for a little bit. But I, I just think he's too, too, too young yet. So, so you would have him turn heel and, and, and get, Get right with Swerve, right? Yeah, or Christian and Luchasaurus. And you could play it off of the whole, um, I can't get over the fact that put him with Christian and Luchasaurus, and it's because Nick can't get over the fact that he accepted AR Fox back so easily. That just hasn't sat right with him. That's how you could play the switch very quickly. I still wish they wouldn't have kicked out AR Fox out of the Mogul Embassy so quick. I thought he was a pretty good fit in that group. Uh, just, I mean, I understand they had to do something because he couldn't travel to all in, but it seemed like he just kind of rushed that spot. And now they're trying to weave him in a little hey, bit here and there. Hey, we all got the warrants, man. We can't travel overseas. <laughs> we got the warrants. Could have just had him, you know, get injured like they did with Phoenix. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You could have done something like that. But uh, Christian's fantastic, though, going back to the segment and talking about Nick Wayne's mom on Instagram and not enough bikini pics, but he sent her a quest on the side. And he's so good at this at this snarky heel. And I'm just waiting for his buddy to show up in the, within the next month. Mm-hmm. I saw, uh, oh, Tanner, I told you I was going to, I saw this meme earlier that I wanted to send to you, and it was a Christian meme. It says, when I'm arguing with somebody on social media and their profile says, RIP dad, and it's a picture of Christian below it. Oh, man. Oh, and I just, uh, that was great. I almost just put that as my uh, cover photo or whatever it's called on Facebook. Well, I sent you guys that tweet the other day that had match footage of of Edge versus Buddy Wayne from 1998. Mm -hmm. Yep. They got to tie that in somehow, don't they? Yes. And as of today, Edge is off the roster. They pulled him off the roster. They put it. They put him. They put him back in the section where, like, Undertaker, Rock, Stone Cold are, but that's not active. So, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the way, the Dudleys just signed a Legends contract. Yeah, saw that. If you were not aware of that, I did see that. Uh, all right. Uh, main event time. Hey, Samoa Joe, time. Roderick Strong, in the finals of the Grand Slam World Title Eliminator Tournament. Um, coming back from a break towards the end of the match, Strong delivers a boot to Joe's jaw, follows it up with a drop kick off the ropes. He follows it up with a stomp to his spine and a chop. But Joe fires back with a Manhattan drop and a senton. He then executes a power slam. Strong fires back with a jumping knee and a clothesline. Joe sends him crashing into the mat. 
Strong charges at Joe, but Joe levels in midair and cinches in the Coquina clutch. Strong taps out. Uh, Samoa Joe becomes your number one contender. After the match, Joe puts MJF on notice, says he's coming for him, says he will beat him up and take everything he has. Cole marches down to the ring as Strong takes off his neck brace. Strong falls over. Cole and Cole uh, had, yeah, ask what happened or something. I don't know. It's a weird wording. Yeah, he's freaking out, asking what was ha- what happened because yeah. Roddy was perfectly fine until he sees Adam Cole. Then he falls down and he starts screaming, Adam, Adam. Yeah. Uh, medical personnel run down with a stretcher in hand. They put on another brace, uh, load Strong onto the stretcher as Cole argues with the kingdom. Strong gets wheeled to the back and Cole looks to follow him. The kingdom prevents him from doing so before Joe's appears out of nowhere. Locks in the coquina clutch on Cole as he reminds him that he plans on taking everything from him. Reminds him being MJF. I, I like the ending of the show because they almost lost me with the Roddy stuff and the Cole. I'm like, this is yep. a weird way to end the show. And, and there's, there's still some time left. And then Joe came out. I'm like, there it is. That's that's what I've been waiting for. And it puts a question in my head next week. Does Is, is Cole going to be okay enough to be at the show? And if so, does he try to get involved and accidentally cost MJF? Mm. Even mm. though I don't know if they would put double titles on Joe without Joe being world champion, world champion. You know? Right. I think somehow, uh, anyway, yeah, MJF will be champ still. Yep. It's too early to take it off, I think. Yeah. They, 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 they got to bleed this better than you baby stuff out till, till the end of the year, right? And, and you would think Wrestle Dream, he's going to have a little bit more of a uh, dream opponent than what we're going to get with MGF and Joe, which we all thought MGF and Joe would be great because of their past history when MGF was an extra uh, in WWE in, in the shove heard around the world, right? Yep. So it's it's a great storyline, but going into the Wrestle Dream, I think we'll we'll get something a little better. But who who do you think that could be on a short notice? Um you don't really want to put another person from New Japan because you don't want to be too much like like um Bendor. Bendor. I mean I know Tony's got pull some, but you don't want I mean he's already got well, Coda's not with New Japan anymore, but this is Zack Sabre is. Mm-hmm. Osprey. Osprey would be fun. Which Sean Ross Sapp yeah. today was asked where he thinks he'll sign next year when he can become free agent. He said he thinks AEW. Which, now, which Osprey came saying that he would never leave because New Japan gives him the, the freedom to travel. Um him not living in Japan, obviously, uh, you know he was he was really putting New Japan over. But it money, seems like his relationships got a lot better with the AEW though the last couple well, of months. So money walks and and talks, BS talks. Yep. So yep. Trying to keep that trying to keep that explicit thing, you know. <laughs> oh, you you tried to blow that fourteen minutes. Yeah, we're already there. Yeah. We're oh, already there. My, uh. <laughs> Money talks and bullshit Talk, walks. Bullshit. There you go. There you, there you go. go. 
right, I, I was waiting to see if you'd remember it. <laughs> well, but, uh... All right. All right, boys. So um, let's uh, let's dive into this stuff that we do after the show before we get into other stuff. Uh, let's give our ratings. Shep, you go first. I kind of like this show tonight. Thought it was good. I thought they uh, elevated the stories going into Grand Slam and Wrestle Dream. Wrestle Dream more than I was anticipating. So I'm coming in a little hot and heavy tonight at a 7.8. All right. All right. Tanner, what you got? You literally took my score. Um <laughs> So, but I really enjoyed tonight. I don't have much I can nitpick on. Like you said, good build to Grand Slam, good build to Wrestle Dream. Like the two matches we have on card and the one they've teased, really strong, really strong for a brand new pay per view. Um, and said so that Seattle crowd will be hot too because that's not a lot, that's a market they don't go to very often. I'll bump it up to eight one. I'll go in the eights. All right. Well, now I got to figure something out real quick because that was my exact score. So um, I don't. Eight would be a rookie thing, and so you're not a rookie, Paul. I, I'm gonna go eight three. I figured I'd be the highest, so I'll just keep it up there at eight three. So the, the only thing I did not like was that tag match. I loved everything else about this show. Yeah, the tag match was the one match if you need to use the restroom, have a restroom break. Probably missed that. Yep. Yep. All right. Um, Let's do wrestler of the night. Tanner, let's start with you this time. I'm going to go with Cincinnati's own John Moxley. Kicked off the show tonight. Uh, He's taken uh, the role of Orange Cassidy, who we didn't even talk about. Orange Cassidy and Hook having a little little promo. Uh, Man, Orange is fantastic right now. He's just tired, guys. He's just tired. I'm I'm still tired. I'm still tired. But I love it. He goes... Hook, Hook's mad about something. <laughs> and he's like, he's got a cool title. I used to have a title. He's, he did, you're I don't a good know. Champ. They, yeah, you're a good champ. They, 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 thanks, man. Uh, it's just fantastic. You were a good champ, too. And they, yeah. They oh, he's just. And Renee goes, uh, Orange, are you okay? okay? I'm just tired. No, he's just fantastic. He's, tired. He's, he's great. And uh, yeah, he I doesn't uh, have a catchphrase, though. No catchphrase, but he's got a top-selling T-shirt. Um, that says, I don't have a catchphrase. It's just perfect. Um, but Mox, I, I enjoy seeing Mox with a different kind of gold on his shoulder. Yep. I enjoy gold on my shoulder, too. So. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. Talk to her first. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh Shep, bring it out. Uh, Shep, who's your wrestler of the night? Um... I'm going with this guy just because his opponent next week has had a history of putting these young talents over. And I can agree with it. So I'm going Sammy Guevara. I thought the promo between him and Jericho was really good. It was sincere. It was personal. And... I think Sammy goes over next week. All right. All right. Well, um, 
I'm going with a, a guy that I haven't picked in a very long time because Shep was picking him for a while there and didn't wrestle tonight, but I loved his promo. I'm going Orange Cassidy. It was just, he's just so fun now that he's not champion anymore. Like, came out last week at Indy and, well, they told me to stay home, but I'm still here. And that was it. And then this week, basically the same thing. I just, I love what they're doing with Orange right now and I got to pick him for tonight. I love the bandit across the forehead. Yes. He's got tape all over his body. And I mean, he really has become one of the faces of the company. And at least they're not. Yeah. Or I'm sorry. He didn't have a catchphrase. No No catchphrase. But, uh, you know, at least orange doesn't have a scar and it keeps getting darker and darker and every single week. And I think it's getting longer now too. So it's so crazy that that spot happened accidentally like that. Yeah, and they've turned it into this whole thing. So yeah, much makeup. Is. So much makeup. So much, <laughs> yes. Sammy should have laid off the uh, Insta tan tonight, though, but his never face does. a little orange. But uh, All those guys, they have an orange face and orange fingers. They really do. If you look at their hands and their <laughs> face, it's just over the top. Well, Daddy Magic Daddy last week last, was yep. dripping off his body. Yep. Yep, I was just going to oh, bring that man, up. Oh, man, that was not a good that look. Was like, oh, it was like not he good. He threw the water on before the the Insta-Tan dried, yep. and it just It did. was not good. Oh, I do love the, the, the Sammy vlog where Daddy Magic was having a hard time getting a hotel room. Yeah, it he was. Room. Yeah, he was. And Sammy keeps pissing Tay off because he's buying N64s and GameCubes and all sorts of stuff. She doesn't have a lot to say right now. I think they I think they do just fine financially. So I don't think a $159 GameCube and some games and controllers are gonna set them back too much. That and he gave the he gave the cashier tickets to the show. So yeah, you know, that was cool. You know that he got cool. some shit for free. Yeah, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Good for him. He, well he got NWO WCW NWO Revenge for free. Yeah. It was, it was $9.99 if he did. Well, nine nine bucks. <laughs> Look. I had some free tickets for uh I feel like dynamite last week too. I just I found some free seats and they were pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. It's funny what you stumble upon looking for looking for vodka soda. Yeah, yeah. And lower, Who ran in lower, front of you last week. The lower bar that we were at earlier, I now we had to wedge ourselves in front of 18 people, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever. I had I was prepared, I got me two drinks. And we had great seats and great views. Time for me to go reload, go to little boys' room, and that uh, we're out of Tito's. And that's not going to work for me. She directed me to the main bar, which was a huge bar, a little section up. Uh, I was behind the hard camera, right? Right? Yeah, behind hard camera. I had the whole section damn near to myself. Yeah, no, you couldn't. You couldn't but, argue with the leg room. Uh, no. View was great. So, I'll remember that next year. Yep. Which I said, yeah, that year gonna... before. I said that year before, and I couldn't get the seats I wanted, yeah. which those seats were completely empty this year. Some brewery in Indianapolis has those seats. And they were they were full last year. This year they were empty, lights off. So 
Yeah. Yeah. Work on that. Yeah. Start. Start now. <laughs> Maybe with a kettle one sponsorship, they'll let you just sit kind of wherever you want. They should. I should. You know what? I I drink enough kettle one. I should ring the bell. <laughs> How about that? How about kettle yeah. one should be the official sponsor of the bell, and I should be able to ring it in Indianapolis. Ding ding ding. Hey, yeah. I like it. Sounds good to me. Let's push for that. Let's let's get Kettle One to sponsor us first. One step at a time, right? Yeah. yeah. And then the tattoo, and then the bell ringing. <laughs> for, I mean, come on, Kettle. Start tagging us, Tammy. I've, I've tried before. I'll keep trying until they block me. They'll get tired of me eventually, probably. I think what you need to do is just take a snippet of this podcast where Shep's going on about it, and we talk about the paint in the face, the shirt, the hat, and then me, the, the tattoo, and just tag them. Just just slide into their DMs? If, if Kettle One blocks us, I will switch to Tito's. Oh. That's a snippet. I'll tell you that right now. Kettle one, you block us, you son of a buck. I will switch to Tito's. If not, that's, I'll keep drinking what I've drank for the last twelve. Uh, I was gonna say that's a long. That's coming from a long time customer. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a seasoned vet. A seasoned vet. <laughs> so, you, anything else you guys want to talk about about tonight's dynamite or last Wednesday's dynamite? I don't think so. All right. So, what do you want to talk about? I was waiting for Tanner to hit the button. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't catch that segment. So, so. what do you guys want to talk about? Mr. Cody Rhodes. Segment got pushed back. It was supposed to open up the show, and some guy got a hold of the script and said, Damn it, pal. One last week. One last (laughs) week. Oh, don't let him fool you. He's got a lot of power now. He's got a lot of yeah. power. Did you guys see the uh, the graphic today of him? He looks like an evil guy off a superhero movie. So much just for men's hair. Oh, my God. It's disturbing. Um, so yeah. much hair for men's. Or for men's. What, what's, it, what, what's that? Just, just for, men. for men. Just for men's. Yes. Yeah, mustache and, and, and the tar black hair. Going for Vincent Kennedy McMahon, but uh, yeah, it's been a big week for WWE and uh, UFC and Endeavor, uh, merging the TKO twenty-one plus billion dollar company. Big, big uh, morning on the New York Stock Exchange earlier this week. All that stuff. So uh, it is out of Vince McMahon is not the owner anymore for the first time in forty nope. years, but still has a lot of power and control. Don't get don't yes. get me wrong. Don't get it wrong. But Cody's segment got pushed back, but it was the same segment that it was supposed to be according to plans, I guess. Uh, pretty much having a promo. Was going to talk about Jey Uso. Got interrupted by Dom Mysterio and the new member of the Judgment Day. Is his name J.D. McDonough? Is that his name? McDaniels, McDaniels right? J.D. You Google this time. I am. <laughs> JD Mc- McDonough. Yeah, I was right. JD McDonough. Oh. Yeah. So pretty McDonald's. much uh Cody hit um hits uh one of them with the cutter and the other one with the crossroads, and that was pretty much it. 
So it was pretty much commentary said, don't want to mess with Cody Rhodes. Don't want to interrupt Cody Rhodes. So I'm like, okay, are we getting more Cody and Judgment Day stuff a fast lane, I guess, because they can't figure out what to do with them until Survivor Series? Yes. Yes. And you guys want to place a bet on who Cody wrestles at Survivor Series? Think Jay Uso? Nope. Paul? It's not gonna be CM Punk. It's gonna be CM. Punk. No, no, nope, 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 no, nope, 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 nope. There's a better chance of CM Punk doing that than you wishing Goldberg coming to AEW. Well, okay, here, here is the point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I got you, Tanner. <laughs> I don't know. Remember, UFC was a huge Punk fan. Yeah, and he, he did so well there. Well, they, yeah. they hit him for how many fights to get his ass kicked? Two. Yep. And I don't know. Commentary for him. I don't know. I, I'm i surprised we haven't got a, a, a response from him at all. How do you not? I have, said end of month. You have, you have an unlimited checkbook. You bring him in to put Cody over going into Cody season. Would he put Cody over though? Mm. In Chicago? Mm. Yeah, yes, he would. <laughs> yes, he would. Mm. J- just because I'll, I'll give Punk a little bit of credit. Punk would understand the reality, the um, magnitude of putting Cody over. Going into WrestleMania season, which I know doesn't start till after Rumble in January, but would give him such a leapfrog. So, I mean, WrestleMania is in what Philly, right? Philly, yep. And we're gonna get Roman and, and Cody again, and and Cody's going over. Got to get Cody over to SmackDown somehow soon. So. If if we don't get Cody and and Punk there, then we have to have it at, at Rumble, which doesn't make sense at Rumble. It makes more sense at at. Uh, so Survivor. you you are totally convinced that Punk is going to WWE. Absolutely, and and right. it's, and and again, it's money talks and bullshit walks. It really hey. does. Hey, we did finally see uh, their first signee since they've had the uh, hiring freeze in this whole year. Nia Jax yeah. is back. Yeah, and she damn near injured somebody. Mm-hmm. Her Samoan drop looked about as stiff as. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to make a Paul comment, but I'm trying. Oh, to thanks. Paul. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah. She looked awful in her return. She really did. Mm-hmm. But we don't talk about them. It's a good shit, pal. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry I offended Tanner and his uncle. Right? No. <laughs> wow, that came back. He sells the company, and I still get it. He sells the company for enough Stupid money. Stupid amount of money. Yeah. You know, you were saying, um, talking about Naya. Didn't she like bust her head open? Even 
Isn't that what I saw? I saw. I literally about- only watched the Cody segment because they timed it perfectly. I will give them credit for pushing back. It was at halftime of the Monday Night Football game. He came on. So ah, it was perfectly ah. timed, which their ratings have dipped the last four weeks, and they had, for them, a bad rating week one against. But, of course, you had the whole Aaron Rodgers thing happen. A lot of people wanted to tune into Monday Night Football. Um, so, But speaking of ratings, Collision went up this week against the Texas-Alabama game. Up, up, up. So that tells me the week before was more impacted by the WWE-PLE than it was college football. Yeah. Pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Well, pay-per-view for AW, PLE for WWE. Uh, Get it right, Paul. There's certain words you can't say when uh, talking about WWE. It's pay-per-view. I don't care. You can't say belts. Or or can you say belt? You can't say strap. strap. You can't yeah. say... Draft. You can't say... Championship. You can't say uh, hospital. It's medical facility. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No blood. I don't know how well this is going to show up on camera here. Uh, I see it a little bit. There's a cut. starting to darken yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, looks like she got a little cut there. Yeah, said she does have a concussion. Hmm. So there's that. Welcome back, Naya. Yeah, but that that's all I got in the wrestling world. I don't have anything I, else this week. I, I I don't have anything else this week. Except somebody's gonna die in GCW in there. Yes. <laughs> like legit, I'm worried for somebody's life in that match. There, there. It's the spots. Like those guys go on. They they perform those matches so many times. Like you think it just goes good, but then there's a spot that they tried to do and it just doesn't pan out. And then, but I don't know. It's, it's, it, that, that, that that's going to be a hard one to watch actually. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like to watch a lot of GCW when they get into the light tubes and the panes yeah. of glass and stuff. That That's the ones that I tend to steer away from, but now you're going to put two cages together with two light tubes, two panes of glass. So, like, I'll, maybe I'll probably watch. You gotta check it out, right? I'll probably right. watch. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a four dollar pay per view, so <laughs> I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. So, well, I sent it to you guys. Cause I'm just like, yeah, someone's gonna die. And yeah. You know what? Maybe we get a, a Moxley showing back up. Could be. It's all said and done. Yeah. Paul, you got anything else? Uh, I do not have anything else. Um, Nope. That's all I got. All righty. With uh, that being said, uh, be sure to check out kickingoutshop.com. It's your place to go for all of your Kicking Out podcast merchandise. It's your way to support a great podcast and look great doing so. There we go. Words are hard. Um, be sure to follow the kicking out podcast on all social media at kicking out pod and be sure to follow Tanner Lee on all social media at Tanner Lee nine two. 
Follow Austin Shepard at the Shep27. And be sure to follow your KOP predictions champion at Paul Zartman921. With that, for Tanner Lee and Austin Shepard, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast.